0: topic is relationship calm down and now it's very important if you are in a relationship if you may be single whatever or a leader in a small group it's always the same principle because relationship is always the same pattern there's a, a, a slogan or a saying everybody's normal until you get them to know right and also oh my gosh it's different but i found a guy he's perfect and he's the perfect guy started a perfect family, and here on the screen it's the Mr. Perfect with the perfect family. Once upon a time, Mike Exampleman was born. He was tall, talented and good-looking. He was perfect at everything. And because Mike was so perfect, all the women were after him. He married the most beautiful one, and together, They started a perfect family. As good Christians, the Exampleman family went to church every Sunday. And they lived happily ever after until the perfect end of their lives. Come on, wow! I mean, how cool is that? Come on, no! This is the Mr. Perfect with a perfect family. The thing is, when you're a pastor in the church, you know, that's a dream. I would love to have at least one couple in the, family, in the churches like that, you know. But there are different fights. And my wife and myself, we want to speak about how can we have a good fight in our marriage. The most common reason for girls or for fights, and there's a statistic, and I was a little bit shocked because 5% of all the fights is because questions of clothes. I mean, when you look at me and my wife, I have some questions to my wife <laughs> But 10% is about shopping. And another 10% about TV programming. I I would say maybe 10 years ago, it was more than 10%. Because in our days, if you watch TV on a screen, I watch TV on my iPhone. Now it's not a big deal anymore. 30% is about love life. 90% child raising. 22% the way the partner drives the car. Is that right? It's true, the older man, yeah. It's actually 50%. 22% visit the relatives. 29% topic of money. 32% lack of attention. And now comes the number one, and I was a little bit shocked. 47% clothes lying around and dirty dishes. 47%! I mean, I thought it's a joke, but my best friend, he sent me a picture of, of that, and you can see it's true because the wife says, bring all the dirty clothes in the bucket. And he says, honey, it's almost in. <laughs> and that's actually always a lot of uh, fights happening. And I believe in relationships, in a marriage, in family, in the church, or if you're running a small group or ministry, it's always a fight. Because I believe if you're united The Bible says, for two people together, Jesus Christ is in the midst. You can ask together, it's two persons, and God will answer your prayers. It means in unity there is power. In unity there is energy. And the devil is the diabolos. He comes into and he's, he's on the target to destroy everything. And in John 17 verse 11, before Jesus left earth, he said, guys, before I leave, I have one thing to say. And the last word of Christ is very important for us as a church to understand. What was the one thing Jesus said to his disciples? I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world, and coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name. The name you gave me, so they may be one as we were one. Jesus said, do everything in your power to stay united. As a couple, as a family, as a church, as a small group, as a ministry. Because in the unity, there is power. There is energy. There's life-changing miracles in an amazing miracle, uh, relationship. And that's why I believe there's a big fight around marriages. And especially also by pastors. Because I'm I, 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 leading a church. And I know if the devil is in the position to bring a pastor to fall almost the whole church crashes, because people leaving church are disappointed. That's why we have to fight for unity. And my wife and myself, we want to talk about unity. And let's start with this a very, very simple illustration, because to start very well, is simple. But to be together and still on fire is another story. Often we are disappointed. And when we are disappointed from each other, we withdraw ourselves. It's like an unseen wall. I feel offended. I feel hurt. I don't feel misunderstood. I feel you are so hard to me. You are so cold to me. You are so demanding to me. You're challenging me too hard. And I withdraw myself behind the unseen wall right and this happens all the time in a marriage in a church in all over and then i feel like a victim oh i'm 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 the bad guy i feel so sorry and if you stay in that position this is the position devil likes the most because your unity it's over between you and your spouse husband it's like an unseen wall there's always one person has to make the first step and the first step it's always hard And often, in our relationship, it's my wife. She come on, let's talk with each other again. Come on, it's not a big deal, you know? And here's the point, if only one person does the first step, it won't change anything as long as I stand in my position. Relationship means, oh, you did the first step, and I will do the next step as well. That means I break it down, and out of that, we're building a bridge, and it's a bridge. Oh, oh I'm, I'm uh, happy that I lost weight. <laughs> we build a bridge with each other, and this helps us to be reunited again. And here's the picture. Too often, we feel disappointed and have to do the first step, but in relationship, always a person has to do the first step.
1: Yeah, isn't it interesting to see it so visual, what happened in our relationship? And if we talk to each other, there are two types Two ways you can oh there are two ways you can talk. There are two types to handle the talk. The first one is the aggressive one. He just points out and he just wants to hit and he just wants to address the topic and he is ready to just bring it out.
0: Let's fight, no problem. I am stronger.
1: Yeah, this is the aggressive one. And can you imagine this morning it turned out that I am probably the one who is the aggressive one in marriage. I didn't know that because aggressive sounds so, you know, so negative. So I, I rather like the second type, the inconsequential, even though the word is not that good as well but inconsequential sounds like you are quiet and that sounds more uh, proper but the inconsequential one does it that way he builds up a whole dialogue he has all in mind what he wants to say but when he stands in front of the partner or in front of anyone who has to address it then he just keeps quiet he finds no words these are these two types very different. And in marriage, you find all kinds of um, different combinations. Maybe two of them are the aggressive one. Can you imagine how loud this is? How, How outgoing is this? Then you find maybe both are inconsequential. Then it's very quiet, but that does not mean that the fight is not going on. The fight goes on inside in different ways. And maybe they are both of them in marriage
0: honey, i like I like I like this at, um, in this morning. i'm I, I'm really shocked. I, i'm I'm the aggressive style.
1: Yeah, I the am. thing is
0: people believe, and that's funny. people believe you are like an angel.
1: Yeah, I believe it too.
0: You smile like this, and people always believe in a church. I am the hard guy. I'm like, boom, it's the opposite at home, I'm like an angel.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, I am.
0: And that's what people think, you know?
1: If you want to know how you are, you have to ask your husband or your wife. Then they tell you the truth. Right. Because they know you.
0: We want to speak about four points, and it's from us very important. It doesn't matter if you're, like, single or relationship or you work in a company. It's always the same pattern, same principle. And we want to speak about some ideas and just... Grab one idea and reflect that for yourself. What could be for you the best solution? There are four no-go's in relationship. The no-go number one is simply not wanting to fight. There's a lot of people, they, they don't like to fight because they believe if you are a Christian, we don't fight. That's right, a lot of people in the church, they don't fight. They're swallowing down everything and after a while, oh, I have a problem with my stomach. Something is wrong because if you're swallowing it down, it's not healthy for your body. And I believe and alert that many, many years ago. Fight is not something bad if you learn something. In every fight, there's one thing you can learn. That means you're you, you developing always step by step further. In every fight, there is a message. There's one point I can learn. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23, I want to read that to you, an amazing Bible verse. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, fervorance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and also self-control. But with other words, even self-control means, in every fight I have, I'm in control to learn at least one thing, because every fight is a message and it's also a learning. That means we fight forward. But the three ways you can fight, swallowing in down, that's the first point. A lot of people are swallowing things down especially by Swiss people. They don't fight. They just think. (laughs) Latinos fight. Swiss people, no fight, but they're swallowing down things. There's an amazing illustration on the screen uh, when you're swallowing down things. A lot of people believe if I'm swallowing down, I just have to wait a little bit and then everything is gone. But that's not the case. It gets bigger from month to month, from year to year. Even when you quit a relationship, it's not a gun. That means out of every message becomes out of every mess becomes a message, or we say in Swiss language, out of every crap becomes a fertilizer. And I believe if you learn from the mistake, from the fights, it's like a fertilizer. And uh, my neighbor has an amazing cat. I want to show you what a crab does. You can use a crab as a cat as a fertilizer for every situation. Here is an amazing video. come on
1: yeah at least you see beautiful flowers so swallowing down is the one thing but not a good thing but putting off is another thing and uh, we can learn from nature especially from two animals how to act or not to act when storms are coming the cows They are the animals, when they sense a storm coming from east, they turn west, and then they start to run. And as you know, cows running, and you imagine cows running, they are not very good. So soon, the storm catches up with them, and both are running. The storms and the cows are running. And what happened? The longest moment possible, they are in the storm. So this is a picture for all um, human that are not dealing with the problems. For example, that are not dealing with the money issue, they try to buy their bills and try and try and try, hoping someday they will be out of the financial problem, but they're running away. Or maybe they have some health issue. They blame this and that circumstance, but they are running with the storm. Or the same in relationship, they try to just think One day it will be better, one day it will be better. But what happens is they run together with the storm and they are in the pain the longest possible moment. The buffaloes, they do it different. You know what they do when when they sense a storm coming? They turn toward the storm. And when the storm is right in front of them, they start to run into the storm. And like this, they are in the storm for the short possible moment. And this makes a big difference. They run through the storm. So we can learn from the buffalos. And that's an
0: amazing slogan. Don't be a cow, honey. No. Be a buffalo.
1: Yeah, be one. Oh.
0: (laughs) Be one, be one. I told you, she's the aggressive one. I told you.
1: Yeah, I have to prove now.
0: Yeah, cool. The other one is uh, suppressing. You can suppress... Uh, some fights in your life and there's actually a, a fight uh, in our life where like God is challenging us to be, to be honest, to, to, to fight and there's even the devil say, oh come on you, you're the bad guy come on, you're the victim and here is a clip about the struggle we are in. Poor Leo, you are the true victim. You are right, look at that person. I mean, you really do not have to change anything. Hey Leo, if you want, you can grow through this situation. Have you ever put yourself in the shoes of this other person? If you want, I can give you love for this person. What we can learn about it, because the Holy Spirit speaks to us and says, don't run away, don't suppress, just handle the fight in a real good way. There are some solutions and we give you some ideas. How can you fight in a godly, in an uplifting way? The first point is develop a culture of conflicts. That's a very important thing because I will say when we will go to a a marriage retreat and uh, we are strong in many, many areas, but one thing we are not good, we don't have a good fighting um, uh, structure in our life. Because when my wife starts to fight, I say to her, fight by yourself, I go now. (laughs) Because I don't like to fight because fight is so negative, it's so much emotion. Fight for yourself and when you finish, I come back. But that's not a good conflict style, right? Because then she fights alone and fighting alone it's very boring.
1: So we can do it better. The first one is?
0: The first one is uh, the, the traffic light principle. That means uh, there is a green and red. When you fight together, this one person has green. means she can say everything, what she wants. And when it's red for me, I'm quiet. I try to be quiet. Cooking, angry, but quiet. Then you are red and I am green. That's like the principle of a traffic light that's always green and red and you have to um, um, just be... uh, What's the word in English? Yeah, just just to accept that that's red and green. That's one way.
1: Yeah, this is one way. Another way I find very interesting is the 15-minute kitchen timer principle. You know what that means? You set the alarm clock of for 15 minutes, and then let the partner talk. And you know after 15 minutes, is finished for both of you. The one who wants to talk more knows he has just 15 minutes, and the one who has to listen also knows after 15 minutes, is finished. Because when you have more time, then you tend to roll over and over and over again and make the same point for over and over and over again. If you say 50 minutes is not enough,
0: fight faster, talk faster, like, like a machine. Uh, like three weeks ago, we had some, a fight with each other. Then my wife said to me, for six times, you're repeating the same story, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again, you said everything and be quiet now. That's why 50 minutes is a very smart thing. Another thing is like a quarrel walk or a fight walk. There's some people I heard when they're fighting, they're going for a walk. I heard that that could be for some people a good idea for me. That's, I would say, not my style. Uh, The second no-go is wanting to win. Wanting to win. And here's um, a very, very important thing in a marriage. Because in a marriage, in a small group, in a church, we are a team. That means, if you win, I win. If you lose, I lose. That's never about who is right and who is wrong. If I say to my wife, I am right and you're always wrong, that means we are not a team. We're doing church, we're doing life together. Colossians chapter 5, verse 14 and 15, and that's an amazing Bible verse. For the entry in law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your wife, your kids, your small group of church as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out, you will be destroyed by each other. You start to destroy each other. Here's the thing, if you fight all the time and you want to win all the time, I created a video clip, a very simple illustrations on the screen, just give you the feeling what it means if you win all the time. Here is the clip. You understand the point? <laughs> it's not, a for, it's not a never about pushing, pushing. It's never, never about winning. It's actually the first point, the solution. It's a very important thing. We are a team. We are a winning team. That's the first thing when we marry say We are a team. We for each other, even when we fight. I'm not against you. I'm for you. We are a team, but we want to do better than we have started.
1: Yeah, this is the first one. The second one is put yourself in the other's shoes. This was very important for me. Leo has a special job and it was quite difficult to understand how he acts, how he did not act, and I could understand him not the the right way before I was walking in his own shoes. That means how does it feel on a Saturday evening before you have a preaching on Sunday? I had no idea until I had my own message on Sunday morning. All of a sudden, I realized why he um, goes to bed and thinks through. I thought he goes to bed because he wants to refuse to stay with the family. But he had to go through the message. Until I had my own message on a Sunday, I realized how he feels. Or... Um, All of a sudden, he told me, Honey, I cannot call you during the day anymore. I have so many meetings. I have so much to talk. I cannot talk to you. Then I felt, you know, left by side. But until I had my own meetings the whole day and all talks, all day talk, I understood what he means because I was tired myself talking. And there is a saying of the Native Americans. They say, unless you walk two weeks in the moccasins of another one, don't criticize. And that's so true.
0: That's important thing. That means you exchange the position, that's what we do right now, you're going to my seat, I'm going to your seat, and all of a sudden, wow, from here you look different. <laughs> You say, oh, wow, it's different. And it's a very important thing because often when people are saying to me, ah, you preach four times on a Sunday, this is not work, this is just talking and preaching and praying, this is only fun. But if you do this for many, many years, it's exhausting because you give everything in, you ask the Holy Spirit to use you. Uh, We preach in three different languages, in High German, Swiss German, and in my language, English. Yeah, everything. Other language, first
1: language.
0: And, and, and And then speaking in tongues, as well. Good, that's easy. The, the third one is the love, developing a vision for the best miracle case. And that's a very important thing. Uh, always believe for a miracle. What can we learn out of that fight or issues we have? About, I would say, about two weeks ago, we had a retreat with our movement. There were uh, four other couples and we were in a restaurant. It was packed. And then we had um, something to do. And The guy asked me and my wife, you be first. Just say straight to your wife in front of all your friends, what do you hate, what you don't like about you? No-goes, no-goes. No-goes about your wife. Oh, no-goes, sorry. No-goes about your wife. Say what, what? Why have to be, Why I have to be start? Why I have to start? You're the leader. And I said, okay, honey, we are on a preaching series. That's one thing. It's a no-go I don't like. For example, if I ask you something to do, you don't do it. I don't. Get it? I ask you, for example, buy apples. But apples are not apples. Buy gala apple. You know gala apple? Gala apple are the real apples. And for many years I said to my wife, she asked me, what do you want? I want an apple. Gala apples. She goes to the grocery store, buys apples, but not gala
1: and he, he thinks he told me 25 years ago that he only likes scholar. I, I had no idea that he only likes scholar for 25 years.
0: And I said to my wife, honey, I'm not picky. I'm not picky. I just want to have... Gala apples, And then she said to me, why you don't ask me? Why do you not say specific what you want? You say, honey, I lead a church. I preach clear and loud like a general. I lead ICF like a general. All my people in my small group, all my people in my ministry, all the 60 churches I lead. It's crystal clear what I want. You are the only person I ask you for gala. You are not able to understand my commands.
1: See, if you start to to approach, when you build up these walls, there are real stuff coming up. And it's hard, but I like it, because it brings all you in your marriage further. And
0: I said in the restaurant, which word of Gala you don't understand? Can you write down Gala? It's a very simple word. And here's the thing, she said to me, okay, exchange. Here, Just put yourself in my position. You ask me something to do, the kids ask me something to do. How can I know that you want to have Gala? And I learned out of her position, I have to be crystal clear. Like a general say, Susanna, today you buy Gala for me. She says, yes, sir. This is what I learned. You like like this, you're so aggressive. (laughs) You like this kind of leadership, right?
1: No, not at all. But let's be good. At that point. I go to the next point. Oh. So, next point is, you messages. We all know about the you messages. In Galatians 5:17, it says, "For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want." What I get out of these words is, and also we already saw in this, mes- in this message, it's a fight. It's a fight also in the unseen world, and we can help it, or we can, we, we can help on the one or on the other side. And you have might heard of these "you" sentences, like, "You are never here. You never take out the trash." You always leave the light on. You always leave the toilet seat up. You never listen to me. You always interrupt me. You never bring me anything. These are these these you sentences and you could add and go on and on and on. You know what these you sentences do in the marriage or in any other relationship? They build a gap. They say, I am right you are wrong. They are building a gap. But this is not what we actually want. We want I messages. That means what is behind the you message? For example, you never bring out the trash. What is behind that? When I, when I mean that and when I say that, I I rather would say, look, I would love to build a beautiful home with you, to live in a beautiful home with you. And I will I would love if it's beautiful and clean at home. That's why I need you to help me bring out the trash. Or this is what I told my boys yesterday, because they are the ones who really leave the the dishes on. Un- they don't do the dishes and they just leave it at the table from morning to evening and all day long. And I said to them, not you don't never clean up, but I said to them, I want to live in a beautiful home. We have such a beautiful home. Let's make it beautiful. That's why I I ask you to just clean up. And it makes a big difference. It also makes a big difference when I say to you, Please take a shower. What I mean, not you are wrong. And I am right. But I give hands. And and I say, you know why? It's me. I need you to shower. Because when you take a shower, I much more easy can open myself for you. And so I give hands. I I give the possibility to him to show me love. What do you mean by that? I
0: mean, you... I mean, they're thinking now, I'm like a pig, or I'm, uh, whatever. No, this
1: is, this is your interpretation.
0: Yeah, yeah this is always uh, important. Uh, solution is like, for example, when you're in a fight, look into the person's eye. I believe in that, because often people, they fight on a phone, they fight with WhatsApp, or social media, or even with a letter. I, I don't believe in that. I believe if you have a fight... Look each other in their eyes and you see two things. First of all, a beautiful creation of God. And secondly, the Holy Spirit looks through the eyes and you have a respect of creation. That's why look into each other's eyes.
1: Yeah, and the third one is, do not make a mountain out of a molehill. I mean, if we see the one pair of socks next to the box and not in the box, we see the thousands other socks that will follow and we feel not respected in what we wish and what, and what we need to do. That's
0: right. The last one is a no-go, becoming loud. I don't mean loud is something negative, but if you're very, very loud, often the words you use are a nightmare. In Proverbs chapter 21, verse 30, uh, 23, those who are careful about what they say keep themselves out of trouble. That means... Be careful what you say. When you fight, it's always emotional, it's also very personal, that's why you have to be really careful about the words you use. Because in Psalm 52 verse 4, the Bible says, you love words that bite and tongues that lie. If other words, words you can bite, you can destroy somebody. And here's the thing, when you say something wrong on a stage, for example, if I say something wrong, I use a wrong word, for example, on the stage. Sometimes I get emails and people say, how can you say that? And sometimes I feel sorry. Not always, but sometimes I feel sorry. But the thing is, words are said and done. The Bible is saying with with the words, God created the heaven and the earth, and the rest is made in China. But God used the words. With words, you can create something, right? With the same word, you can destroy something. And when you fight, Please be careful about the words. And here are the last three solutions. For example, pay attention to the choice of words. Here's the thing. When I fight, I get very emotional. If I fight, I have two reactions. Either I walk away and say, honey, fight for yourself, and when you're done, i am come back. But if I fight, I get very loud, very emotional, like Latino. And then I have to be really careful about the words. There are certain words we say, we will never use that in our relationship. Be careful what you say.
1: And the second thing is attack the thing and not the person. I mean, it's the socks. It's not him. The socks are the problem. The socks are on the wrong place. But not he is the problem. Never and me. We often mix that.
0: It's always a sock. Yeah.
1: It's always not a it's sock. not
0: it's not me, it's a sock there from H and M and Zara, but not it's not my problem. <laughs> just kidding. The last thing is what what will Jesus do? And that's a very important thing. If you're really um, disappointed, if you're going through a hard season in your relationship, in your quiet time, just ask Jesus, what will you do? What will you do? What is your solution? And I believe there's some no-go's. And there are some solutions how we can fight in a godly, godly way.
1: Sometimes I wonder, when everything
0: fails and fades away, what does remain? Why do we come to this place from near and far? Because at the end of the day, there is nothing else that remains.
1: What would it look like to face the consequences of something so radical? What would it actually look like to follow Jesus?
0: Friendships may fail, heroes may fail. Eventually, witches turn worthless. He stirs a thirst for truth, compassion, and love. Nothing that this earth could What is it that we can truly build our lives and hope on? There is one thing and one thing only when it's all said and done. He alone is our solid rock, our center and our foundation.